Welcome to the Real Estate Influencer Buzz Podcast with Michelle B, a midlife mama of millennials, wife, South Florida realtor, marketer, lifestyle blogger, and fan of an oaky Chardonnay who loves a niche life. Each week, she'll be sharing her real-life marketing and branding tips from influencers in and out of real estate, bloggers, and social media stars. Buckle up for a side of sassy, a sprinkle of sparkly, and entertaining conversations with influencers who share their secrets to grow their businesses. Sit back and get comfy with your favorite drink. Let's start today's Sip Social Self Sesh. Hey guys, it's Michelle B. And today on the Influencer Buzz Podcast, the Real Estate Influencer Buzz Podcast, I have my good friend Chelsea Pipes. She's awesome. I met her on Snapchat. And today we're going to talk a little bit about influencers. We're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about this fabulous book of hers uh, called Talking in Pictures. She's a national speaker. She's everywhere. She has so much information uh, for real estate agents, people in the mortgage industry, and just business people. I'm so thrilled that you're on today. So thank you. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It's quite an honor, and I don't get to see you as much and talk to you unless it's through Instagram stories, so it's nice to have some time to visit. Well, I appreciate it, and as I say, this is under my sip social cell, so here we go. I'm sipping on drink happy thoughts. I wish there was wine. It's not quite wine, though. Yeah, I've got water. Cheers. There you go. Cheers. So, Chelsea, I met Chelsea on Snapchat what about two years ago, and well, one I lo- I bonded with her because one, she tends to wear loungewear quite a bit when she's working from home, which I do as well, and she likes wine, and um, she's very funny, and she loves makeup too, so that was a, a common thread there. And I, I when I first got on Snapchat, I would send you like these messages like, "Look, I got all my Mac stuff," like, and you're like, "Who's this girl sending me stuff?" But <laughs> Uh, it turns out that, um, to my benefit, I, I did actually get to meet Chelsea last year at uh, a mastermind we did in Park City. And so I'm going to let Chelsea just buzz a little bit about what she does and what she's up to and, and share with our audience. Oh, thank you so much. That was such a nice, you know, warm intro. And yes, we met on social media. What I love about us, too, is that we're both women of, you know, a certain demographic decade (laughs) that didn't grow up with social media yet here we are you know building a brand and connecting with communities on social media and I love it so yeah we did meet through social and it was uh, incredible when we met in person of course it was as if nothing no time had passed we had known each other for years so the power of of what we had been building via our mobile devices and really What I do is um, I am a national director of social sales for Fortune 300 company. We are in the real estate industry. Uh, We specialize in title and escrow sales and insurance. And I have been in the real estate industry now for 18 years. I was an agent for 10 years before social media existed. And, um, you know, I, I, I had a great run of that for about 10 years. Then I went through the downturn. I believe you went through that as well. Oh, yeah. It was good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got really, you know, emotionally burned out by it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of ended up just taking my passion for the industry and the people into a different 
avenue. And so now what I do is I, I coach uh, social selling best practices. I help people take their social activities and turn them into business outcomes. Um, I'm an author, as you mentioned. I self-published my book on, on Amazon, and that's been incredible, especially for um, you know getting my message out of my brand. And then I do speak a lot. So I've spoken to Inman. I was nominated as Inman Innovator of the Year this year. So it was a, a really great adventure to be able to do that. Well, I, what I love, too, is when you were doing your book, you brought us all along on the journey, which that was, I think, truly, I will say, I think that was the first time I really understood what stories were about. And you shared the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the waiting. How do you put this together? How do you put that together? And I was fascinated by that because one, I think it's brilliant that you have, you know, you're a published author and it's, and it's, really good stuff, by the way, this isn't fluffy, you know, stuff, you, you know, I, I think I remember telling you, I went through this and I was, I highlighted and I folded pages over. Can you see that? Yeah. This is an honor. Like an author is like, oh my gosh, you folded pages and highlighted. Yes. Study guide. <laughs> so, I mean, it was really, really profound that you did that, but I love the fact that you shared the journey and, and we talk about this a lot, which is like people want to see authenticity and listen, it's not easy to do a project of this magnitude. So I I think, you know, leading into, I mean, how has, and I I know we're going to talk a little bit about social media, but I'm I'm fascinated by the self-publishing. You self-published this book. What would you say was maybe a, a two or three of the things that were most challenging to do that? Oh, my gosh. You know, honestly, um, you know, you think about the actual execution of the book. You know, you're always thinking, oh, the writing part will be the easy part or the easier of the, of the two. That, um, for me, was that was really hard for me because, you know, some people have a very different process. Mine is very is gut driven. You know, I'm very inspired at the moment. And I knew that I had deadline and I would have to say, Oh my gosh, I've sat here for two hours and written one sentence and I I've got to get this out. So what I realized after a number of months of trying to force myself into this linear type of thinking is I just started anywhere. And then the hard part, and you might remember this when I documented it, there was a moment where I went a little off the edge and I cut up every sentence and had to redo them like a puzzle. I had 13 feet. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Sentences. I do not recommend that. But what I will say is that's the only way that I could do it. I just had to get everything out first. And then I was able to puzzle it together. I think that's the hardest way to do it, but that's the only way that it worked for me. So my, my message is, Read the, read the books about writing books, read the blogs, listen to the podcast, but in the end, do what feels right for you. Do your vibe. Like if you're like, this is not working for me, don't let that hold you back. The other thing that I will tell you is that honestly, when I reached out for help, I hired an editor. It was the best thing I ever did. Oh, there you go. I should have done it sooner because that, that person for me, I would say, here's what I want to say. Here's my message how do you think it sounds? And it's not that he would write stuff for me. He would just say, okay, here's what I heard you just say. What if you moved this here and you just said it a little bit like this? Right. Was, yes, that's what I've been waiting for. Oh. And 
sitting on here for three hours trying to think of and you just came and said that. So that was critical. And now I recommend to anybody who is writing a book that you must, 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 must find somebody who will edit. And it can be somebody who is a graduate student, you know, going yeah. to either film school or writing screenplays or doing any of that. And you can pay them and they are already in the zone. They're looking for the sentence structure. I mean, goodness knows, this person probably thought I was crazy because I was doing the punctuation in the wrong place. And those little things that I just didn't have time for nor the patience to learn. Right. I was writing. I was just getting the stuff out. That was absolutely. Well, I think too, when you agree, like in this age that we're in, we're doing text messages all the time. I catch myself writing emails as if it's a text message absolutely. and it has no clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So that was really helpful for me. The actual how-to piece, um, you know, so I think what probably like 90% of people who are going to publish are publishing through Amazon because right. it's too different now. I mean, like with anything else that's been disrupted, certainly bookstores have been disrupted. So we're all just buying things on Audible and Amazon. So I went through them and it was um, not a difficult process, but there was a lot of steps. I kind of liken it to learning how to do a Facebook ad. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's yeah. a lot of things in the big picture and it takes a lot of time. But if you have somebody that you can ask the questions, you can read the chat boards, you know, you can get through it. Um, so that part was, was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. It was right. difficult. But the part that I didn't think was going to be that hard was like the organization and getting all of the ideas out. And it really is like they say, and this is why we love Snapchat, and you had to be really succinct. It's hard to get to the point, even in a book with its long form, right. to not be too wordy and not say too much. So that's what I also learned from my editor. That, make, that actually makes sense. And then, you know, so you have your book published, and we were so excited uh, for you because this was like, I didn't, I've never really met anybody who published a book. So we, you know, we all had our copies and, and love that, but you get, get this out and then the PR piece needs to kick in so that people can find your book and know who you are if they didn't already, which would be surprising if they didn't, but um, you know, how did you end up taking the steps to promote the, you know, the content and the book. Um, and my, my premise of, you know, the real estate influencer buzz podcast is things on a shoestring budget. What can you do on a budget? So can you tell our audience a little bit about how you ended up putting it out there? Yeah, I had no budget. So that's perfect. I can answer that question. And really about uh, the journey. By the time that I had finished the journey with that many people being there with me, um, and asking for their opinions and actually implementing it. Uh, and they knew that so they were in the journey with me and watched mm-hmm. me when it was ready. That took on a life of its own because you guys had been with me the whole time. Yeah. So that was a big part of it. And so I would say for sure, if anyone doesn't have a budget and like you're, you're so smart about it because you interview a lot of people. Well, those people will help you with the PR because you are, you know, giving, you're feeding them, you're going, you're giving to them, you're helping them get their brand out there. And in turn, they'll do the same. So you kind of have that uh, ability to build a community that will lift you up. And then secondarily, I mean, to be honest, you know, one of the best ways to have a calling card or a resume is to say, here's my book. So then, you know, for me, 
And, and I think in our industry, speaking is a really powerful uh, brand builder. And mainly because you really have to know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You have to really be able to deliver it well. That is first for me, as somebody who does it all the time, that is probably one of the hardest skills I've ever learned. And I'm still learning. I'm still improving every single time I do it. But it's like learning dancing or acting mm-hmm. or a sport. And, um, you know, that's probably the best, I would say, free way to mm-hmm. really get amplification and to make yourself better. Because when you write long form about something or you speak on stages, you got to know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I did a workshop yesterday. And there's some things I'm going to go back in and change and tweak and whatnot. And I'm going to get feedback, which I, I know we all do. But I think, first of all, I think you're a fantastic speaker. And you're engaging and you do know what you're talking about. You're not up there talking to your audience. You've done this, you get it, you know, how to do your stories, you know, how to use, you know, camera first and video and, and, and whatnot. And so when it comes from someone who authentically knows what they're doing and then how to present it in such a manner that's not scary, you know, it's fantastic. And so, you know, my, my thought is I've, I've seen realtors write books, but usually it's about listings or it's about being a buyer. And I love the fact that this was not about just that. Yeah, this is really, for me, it's, it's, it has become my brand and my mantra. And I, I absolutely believe that we are living through a time right now and that has completely changed and exponentially fast. I mean, in two years, we went from photos, basically, to now everything is live, everything is video, everything yep. is time. And those things really have designed our behaviors, they have changed our expectations, they have absolutely fundamentally changed the way in which we communicate. Mm -hmm. And as a mom with a small child, I know it has changed all of our brains too. You know, my five-year-old, almost six-year-old son. Who's a star, by the way. We love him. (laughs) Yeah, I think he was on Instagram, right? Um, Mason Mason is a star. I'm sorry. He's a star. (laughs) You know, amazes me at the things that he understands, the concepts, the abstract concepts that I've never taught, that, that the, there's a difference between a four-star reading and a five-star reading. That's insane to me that he would know that. And just by looking at YouTube for kids or something that he's seen and they have those ratings. Yeah. So you know, it, it has changed the perceptions that we have. You know, I was talking today, I'm, I'm creating my flash briefing as you have too. Yeah working on this concept of, you know, we profile by profiles, you know, we're looking the old, there's no difference between my Uber driver who picks me up from the airport and the random complete stranger who happens to be driving by on a deserted road at night and opens their door and says, do you want to get in? There is no difference other than the Uber driver has a digital presence, has a social profile with a picture on it. Sorry. And that is, we're taking these these online cues and using them to make offline judgments. And so that's really what the book is about. The book is more about, you know, it was foundationally about Snapchat, but it's really about how these things have changed our behavior and how we're going to be communicating with each other in the future. And so that's what I generally teach when I'm talking about social selling and how to right. use media to connect in that, you know, psychological way for, for good, not for evil, right? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Because, and, and you're right. I mean, everything we do now is so digital. Like I tell people, I'm like, this is not a phone. This is, this is yeah. a computer and it's got everything that you need in it for whatever you need between apps and connecting with people and whatnot. And I'm, I'm always a little amazed when I'll get an email from someone saying, Oh, I'm not on social media or I only respond through email. And I'm like, okay, it's a little old school at this point. I respect it, but it's to me a little old school and I'm definitely got the old school like vibe, but you know, I don't, I don't want to do that. So, um, so you know, let me ask you this because clearly you're in, well, clearly Snapchat space, clearly on Instagram, by the way, uh, you got to follow her on Instagram. She's fabulous. Her stories are super engaging. You want to learn Snapchat, super engaging, super funny, educational, very educational. So I, I don't want to promise that without saying that, but you know, you're an influencer in this space. And what I like to ask my guests is, you know, what does influence mean to you right now? Because it's kind of a buzzword. Yeah, influence means simply that you have a tribe, whether it's 10 people or 10,000 people that you've built some street cred with, you've built some trust with, and you've put your money where your mouth is, and you walk the walk and talk the talk, and they are buying what you're selling. And I don't mean that in a literal sense of selling. What I mean is that you have a connection that they have some sort of trust in you. They know that you're the right. real deal, and or they respect a talent you have or something that you do, or just generally overall like you know your brand. Right. And you say to them, you know, and I find that the best influencers are the ones that are, are legitimately giving, 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 and maybe every once in a while I'll do the ask, but, you know, truthfully are like, hey, this is something I think will help you. This is how I used it. This is how you use it. And that will come back tenfold. So I feel like influencers are people that have built trust, that have a tribe, and that when they share something with that group, they say, you know what, I'm going to look into that, whatever it is, the app, the, you know, the store, the book, because I, I trust you. And, and if you like it, then I might like it. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think uh, it's very interesting now because there are influencers, right? And then there are micro influencers mm -hmm. and then micro, micro, micro influencers in all different types of spaces from real estate to you know, coaching to um, fashion. I mean, I know I follow some ultimately different people that I pull from um, that aren't in the real estate space, but oh boy, does that make sense. So my question is also, who are you following like that you would consider an influencer, big, small, in the real estate biz and out of the real estate biz? Yeah, there's so many. And, and, you know, a lot of people initially when they are asked who they follow as an influencer will go right for the big names that we all know, right? Like, of yeah. course, Gary B. Yeah, I mean, please. Um, Seth Godin, like, these are all big names. Yeah. But I really like to follow, you know, the micro-influencers. Yeah. Like, my peeps, right? Me, because... Those people, and not to say the big ones don't, but they go deep, right? I'd rather yeah. go really deep with a smaller group. And, you know, our core group, which we talk about all the time, of course, you and, you know, Sue Benson and Shannon Milligan and Jason Frazier and Dustin Brome and Rory Pitts and Neil Mathwood. I mean, these are all 
people, Sonia Figueroa. Sonia, um, yeah, Chica Sonia. There's just too many. Yeah. Uh, but I also really like to follow people outside of the industry. Yeah. I like to follow people um, who are in industries that aren't typically social, right? Yeah. So those are doctors, those are attorneys. Um, those are people like in my industry, in the title industry that people think, well, you know, I'm not, our, our industry is really not that social, right? Like I'm not yeah. in fashion, I'm not in music, I'm not in even real estate, which a lot of people right. feel is really social because those people who can take something that's quote unquote boring or traditional or any of that and make it interesting. I mean, come on, like that's I awesome. I mean, two friends of mine that I can think of off the top of my head and, and they will not feel offended when I say this because we talk about how their their industry is boring and they're doing a great job. <laughs> one is David Grigsby, who I met on Snapchat. He's a chiropractor. He does really interesting content and very educational as well. Okay. Funny. Um, and then um, Bill Flannery, who sells plates and spoons and like literally like, could there be anything like, Oh, I think I remember. Hilarious. Yeah. I love him. Also somebody that you might remember from our Snapchat days is um, Eric Triplett, who is a pond digger. Literally that's his brand. I mean, no, no offense to any of those people, but like <laughs> digging a pond and making a beautiful pond. I mean, I, I think that that's probably up there with like content. That's probably not like, you know, as exciting as some other things. Like, yeah, it's not like, like Shannon said this best when we were, we were, um, when I, she interviewed me like way back on snap, snap pack. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget. She said, cause she's like, well, what are your niches? And I'm like, well, you know, I tend to like things where people are transitioning and I never forget that she goes, so not the sexy niches. I go, no, no, no. They're definitely not sexy niches. And even though I'm down in South Florida, not sexy. <laughs> well, you're right. And like, you know, but, but like I said, like when you think of plates and spoons, you think of chiropractor, you think of building, yeah. you think of those people because they're passionate about it. They're professional about it. They're consistent with their content and branding. Yeah. And they figured out a way to, to make things light and funny. There you go. Yeah. And that is it. At the end of the day, it doesn't, it's irrelevant what your industry is. I totally agree with you. And the two areas that I look at too is the mommy bloggers mm-hmm. who are on Instagram. I'm friends with several down here. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've learned so much from them. And their content's fantastic, by the way, <laughs> because I can't talk about poopy diapers anymore. You know, that would be very odd. Um, but, you know, I can, I, I can say, well, when I was a mom, we used to like give our kids Benadryl and knock them out on a plane. Oh, you can't do that now. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you can, but you can't tell anybody or else you're a bad mom. And Allie certifiably said I was a bad mom when I was, you know, younger with her. She's like, you and dad, you know, you were just like, what were you doing? I got to know we're having a good time. You guys were fine. You're there, you know? So I mean, that kind of, that kind of crap, you know? And, but here's, what's interesting. And you and I were just talking about this uh, before we jumped on uh, being that I am in my fifties midlife mama. I am start. I'm fascinated by the hashtag over 50 hashtag 50 and fabulous. Um, you know, component that's, that's happening on social media. I'm like, I can jump on that. Mm-hmm. I can speak to that. And so I, where it goes to like finding your tribe. So I'm a realtor that happens to be over 50 that loves social media, which is a totally ox- oxymoron anyways. But 
uh, I, I totally get that, you know, and what I love when you do what you do, and I love that I get to see your life with your family. I love the fact that I get to see Mason and he's just so cute. And, you know, and I think back when my kids were younger, I'm like, Oh, I, they would have been great on this stuff, but now they're young adults and there's, they're great on it, but it really comes down to just following people that, you know, like, and trust that give you some joy throughout the day. And if you can take away some lessons on how to improve what you're doing, and that's what you said earlier, it's like, we share information because that's what we like to do. And, you know, it'll come back to us somehow, but it's not because this is what we do to generate business. The business comes. And I think you were very instrumental with this. Frazier, Dustin Brom, Neil Mathwig, you know, you can be a media company that sells real estate and really never have to talk about real estate. And I have people who are listening that are entrepreneurs and the concept is the same. Nobody wants to hear about your widget. Talk about what's going on in your world and your widget will just happen. Exactly. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, okay. So I have another question for you because I, I kind of feel like, um, with what you're doing with talking in pictures and the video, uh, movement, how do you, what do you think about YouTube and utilizing YouTube more and more these days? Yes. Okay. So I am on YouTube. I'm not as active as you are, which I need to be because I have gotten sidetracked because now I'm on to the voice world too, right? Making yeah. my Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, YouTube is, is super powerful. You know, yeah. it's one of those things where any platform, especially a saturated platform, you have to realize that you're looking at two to three years. So, I mean, some people will have great success and it'll just happen and all of that. But typically it's, it's building the content. It's staying consistent and you can't just build the content and stay consistent. You have to optimize it with the right hashtags, with the right keywords. You have to go and connect and watch other people's things and comment and connect with the people in those comments of the YouTube mm -hmm. Uh, you know, video you're watching and then you have to market, you have to market it. You have to do some Facebook ads. You have to do some other ads. So I think if, if anything works, anything is powerful, just like literally door knocking that could yeah. be, it's, door knock it's digital door knocking. Yeah. And, and it, you and I both live in hot, sweaty places. Right. <laughs> exactly. Who wants to go door knock. I, I'm like knocking on my computer door. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I see like some sort of like Guns N' Roses knocking on my computer. Oh, you, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> see, this is why we get along. <laughs> I feel like that's coming soon. Like I feel like you're going to have to make your own song and do a YouTube video on that. Maybe oh my God, yeah. Well, you Because know, that just came out. Um, that would yeah, be good. I think YouTube is really powerful if done right. And you know, the thing that's so powerful about YouTube is that people – Unlike Facebook, they're not wasting time scrolling, right? You're yeah. not going to YouTube to waste time. I mean, you either have something you're subscribed to and you're looking, or you're actually looking for yeah. something. It's like it's like podcasts, at least for right now. Unless I sort of know what category I want, I'm not going to just scroll through and be like, oh, okay, there. Yeah, so I subscribe. I hit the notification bell so that those things come up. I have yeah. some favorite YouTubers that I like to watch. Sunny Leonard Doozy, Amy Landino. Love yeah. watching you. Alex Wang. I mean, there's a whole host of people. Yeah. I love Alex Wang's. I mean, social proof. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. You guys go, you know, uh, subscribe to his channel. He's fantastic. And and this is where we, which was a brilliant concept, was collaboration over competition. We're spread out all over the country. What, what we all do, we share with each other because it, it may work here, may not work there. Um, one of the things I had Karen Carr on recently, who I adore. Oh. Yeah. She's great with YouTube. I learned a ton from her and I'm starting to see my YouTube shift a little bit now because I'm doing the right things. And it's, as you say too, it's like, look guys, you have to take the time to do these things. It's part of your marketing brand and, and what you have to put into it. Like what you can't spend two to three hours a week working on your social media, working on your videos and things like that. That's part of marketing. And if you're not doing it, someone's going to outdo you in that, you know, genre. Yeah, just the same as, you know, in 2001 when I was like, okay, I got to write my thank you notes and I got to call my people and I got to check in on the past buyers and past sellers. It is the exact same thing. It is just prospecting in a different platform. We all did it before when we would send emails and then when we got our iPhones and we realized we could send text messages, then we did it that way. Exactly. So you have to build it in. You have to time block it and you don't have to think of it as I've got to do my prospecting and also social media. Just make it just part of it. Just make it the same thing. It's it's the same concept. It is, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to batch my videos. I'm going to batch what I'm doing so that I can, I can put it out there. And, you know, you, you have been speaking so much um, all over the national stage. And as, as you said, with Inman as well, um, there's a lot of just talk about disruption in our industry. And I, I think people need to just be open to what's going on and not shut that door. What do you think about what's going on right now? You know, it's funny because I think it's just totally normal. You know, we have a word for it. People are like disruption and innovation and whatever. It's all the same. You know, yeah. I get asked a lot about being a parent in this type of environment. And I say, you know what? There was always something, right? It was when, when in the 80s, it was kids that played video games. Yeah. They were going to ruin everything. You know, video games were going to rot everyone's Mm -hmm. brain. When it was our parents, it was the Beatles. The Beatles are going to rot everyone's brain, you know? There's always something. You're going to hell. (laughs) Yeah, there's always something. And, you know, I'm not not downplaying some of the very serious research we've all seen. And, you know, about screen time. And I get it. And being present, of course. Um, but generally speaking, I, I think that it's just a natural evolution. We just happen to be evolving a lot faster. Mm-hmm. So you know, call it disruption. Um, but let's face it. I mean, there's a lot of areas in our lives as consumers that we enjoy disruption and that we enjoy algorithms. Let's yes. be real people. We love a good Amazon Prime sending us something that says, oh, hey, yeah. you're probably going to like this. You know what? You're right. Thanks for saving me the time. So it's hard because when it's your industry – you know, that's your money and it makes you feel an emotional way about it. But then we are consumers out on the street and we're demanding an Uber and we're demanding a Netflix and God forbid that there's any two seconds of buffering on anything. You can't, you can't forget industry is irrelevant. That has nothing to do with it. So, you know, people get very personalized and amped up about these things, 
But then two seconds later, when they're turning on Netflix, you're forgetting that's, that's part of it. Right. So and you know what I say? I'm like, if you're going to sit there and watch Ozark on Netflix, <laughs> yeah, Ozark fan, yeah. <laughs> it makes me like, that's a whole interesting show there anyways. Um, but some of the, <laughs> some, I love it. <laughs> and then, then of course I switch over to Amazon prime and, I'm like, oh, I'm into Downton Abbey's on. You know, so I go from Ozark to Downton Abbey. <laughs> very different shows, yeah. Totally different, yeah. Aries here, you know. Um, but what's really, really interesting is that I do say to people, I'm like, look, if you're going to sit there on a Sunday and binge watch whatever you're binge watching or you're watching football, because I'm a big football fan, why are you not just, you know, you could sit there literally – and do a little multitasking because let's face it, you're on your phone anyways. You're seeing it is on Facebook. You're seeing what the score is. You're seeing what the temperature is. You're seeing what's going on. What's going on on Monday? What do I have going on? You know, so why not, you know, plan your stuff out and figure out, you know, what kind of, you know, videos do you want to do? And, and also too, Snapchat isn't going away. It just kind of, it's just not as popular. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, I know that they're on a big, um, you know, they're on a big goal to kind of yeah. get back what they lost. And, um, you know, Twitter went through that and is going through that as well. Yeah. Back, who knows? Will Facebook, you know, be gone one day? Don't know. Um, well, and this is what we say, right? Social media platforms are great. Please have your own website. Please do your email list building. You know, I did Marie Forleo's B school a year and a half ago. And if there's nothing that I got, like the most I got, and even the influencers that I follow, like Jenna Kutcher and some of these other really, really, I mean, fantastic, fantastic women, by the way. And I listened to some uh, podcasts uh, that some of the guys do, but when it comes to the email list building and, um, digital items to give away and the freebies and stuff like that. It just is, that's who I listen to. And I just find it fascinating. And they always could circle back and they say, if you don't have a website, have a landing page, put a video mm -hmm. on it. And if you're going to go speak or you're going to train or whatever you're doing, lead people back there. Because if something goes away, you've lost those people. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's key. What you gotta do. Yeah. That's what you really have to do. It's, we're just all renting someone else's room. Renting someone's real estate. Someone's room. <laughs> well, I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are. And I know, you know, that you are just, one, you're just a fantastic human. You're smart. You get it. You're very proactive. You have respect for this industry, which I appreciate because you know, we have a lot going on in the real estate world and you know, a lot of the different layers better than I could ever say that I do. And so I appreciate you coming on the podcast today. And can you tell everybody where they can find you? Cause you also do coaching. You, she has some great stuff. So tell our audience where they can find you and what you've got going on. And I think you mentioned something about a little challenge. Oh, yes. Thank you for reminding me. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you the challenge and you don't have to sign up for this. This is something that I've just put out on my socials and there are yeah. people in the community out there that are doing it together. But I will tell you that this really will make a difference. This is sort of like the 
well, you know, got to get on the bandwagon the second week of January, got to get in the gym, got to start eating right. I generally try to do that right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, smart. People are like, oh, you're crazy. And I'm like, but I feel like if I can just start a little bit early that I can, you know, do this, then I'll be hitting the ground running in 2019 or whatever. Exactly. Right. So I'm doing a 60 day challenge. You can start it whenever. And essentially what my rules are, this is just a personal rule, is that every time I watch a story, whether it's a Snapchat, an Instagram story, a Facebook story, I cannot watch unless I talk. Meaning if you have a story that I'm watching, I'm going to comment on it because we get, I, I love to consume content. So I sometimes just forget and I'm watching and I'm like, I gotta make sure that, you know, right. I'm connecting. And, um, so you, every story you watch, not every single one. So if you have five stories that day, you don't have to comment, comment on every one, right? but at least like say hello or, you know, that, because sometimes we forget and we just watch and that's not really where yeah, we just fly through, you know, we click and right. tap. Right. And then when I go to the feed and I try to break it up into minute segments, like I'll go to Facebook in the morning, I'll go to Instagram, maybe in the afternoon to LinkedIn in the evening. And no matter what it is, it's like a little game. The first 10 posts in my feed, I comment on. I yeah. don't even know some of those people, but you know what? I'll get to know them because I'm commenting. Absolutely. That's what I do. I do, you know, don't, don't watch unless you can talk or don't stop unless you talk. Um, and then make sure that you're commenting on the first 10 posts in any feed that you're looking on. I think that's a great, great idea and sound advice because this is, this is, I think, one of the issues that people forget. We have to engage. That mm -hmm. also on Instagram would be engaging through a direct message without being spammy, which right. I think that's a great way to meet people that maybe you want to grow your own tribe. Maybe it makes sense. Like I do collaborations through SoBoca, mm -hmm. um, not so much with the Michelle B. That's a little different theme. But if I want to collaborate with someone and I like what they're doing, I send them a private message. And I'm like, I love your product or I love what you're doing. Just want to introduce myself. I don't sell. Yeah. And I agree with you. People, people, people want to know that what they're putting out there is appreciated. Yeah. So that's my challenge. And I'm going to do that. It you know, get myself back in the game and ramped up again. And, um, yeah, I'm on all the socials with, uh, my name. So Chelsea.pites and that's P E I T Z. And you can find me on all the socials on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snapchat, on everywhere, everywhere. Chelsea chat. <laughs> Chelsea chat. And I'm also going to be launching next week, my flash briefing, which will be voice of social sales. Oh yes. So I have you ready to go. And for our audience that doesn't know what flash briefings are, this is through Amazon um, on your Echo Dot, at least in my world. I have uh, one as well, and I, I, I changed the name, so it is under the Real Estate Influencer Buzz podcast, and I do short little pieces like once or twice a week. I'm not consistently doing it every day, but it's on there and I'm getting views. And this goes back to what Chelsea was talking about, which is voice because we have the video and the pictures, but voice is coming in really fast and hard. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's brilliant. So you'll have to follow her. I do have a video on my YouTube channel that explains how to set up the skills so that you can follow people like Chelsea and myself and um, 
Dustin, the uh, massive agent. Massive agent. Uh, yes, the massive agent minute. Yeah, and then Jason Grazer has the agent marketer. Which and is I awesome. and so every morning, and see so you're on there. I'm ready for you. Every morning I've got some quote. Then my stuff's on there, and I'm like, oh, who's that? <laughs> and then I have. Then it's Dustin. Oh no, then it's Gary V. Then it's Dustin. And then it's uh, Frazier and then it's my weather. Like my weather never changes. I don't even know why it's on there. It's like, it's sunny and hot. Okay, great. <laughs> and I have coffee. And that's why I said, I, I think I did a uh, review for uh, Dustin's podcast. I'm like, dudes, I have coffee with this guy every morning. <laughs> you know? so, so look forward to, um, when are you going to launch your flash briefing? Do you know? Um, next week. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh, awesome. All right, good. Cause I'll put that out there for you and make sure people do it. Well, I thank you so much for coming on today. Um, you know, this, this is kind of a little labor of love for me. I've been trying some different platforms and, and I love the fact that we can talk about the influencer, you know, um, niches because at any age, it doesn't matter. You can jump in, you can be part of this party. I mean, it is a fun party and uh, it's very enjoyable. And if you want to, you know, follow me, I am the Michelle B on Instagram uh, or so Boca on Instagram. You can follow me at sipsocialcell.com or soboca.com. And, uh, you know, I'm dropping these once a week, guys. So stay tuned, subscribe. I'm on all the platforms, Apple, Buzzsprout, all the fun stuff. So thanks, Chelsea, for joining me today. And hey, man, happy, uh, well, we'll date this a little bit. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It was so fun. Thanks so much.